Hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Devin. There's Christian over there, our returning guest for the third time. Hello. Shut up. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I'm Hector. Good job, Hector. Yes. Um. So, Christian, how does it feel to come on for a third time in a it row? It feels great. I love making fun conversation with y'all. I like to have the laughs and the good time. Thank well, you. That's good. Welcome to yeah. Hector and Devin's podcast. We're going to be this talking week. about the future. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Of course. Oh. I was going to start humming like the Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> don't you dare. You don't speak of Game of Thrones anymore. I thought you loved it, Devin. Mm, there's, a, there's a little thing called season eight and season seven. So, Devin. Yes, Hector. Tell our audience what The Witcher is. All right. So, The Witcher is about uh, a witch hunter. Not a witch hunter. He's a monster hunter. He's basically a male witch. And he is a mutant that, when he was young, uh, uh, older Witcher, I believe, called on to the Law Surprise for his mother, took a child, takes him to a place called Caremorn, trains him for about, like, a year or two, and then finally they put him through mutations that only about two out of ten children actually survive, and then they are, like physically enhanced by everything they're sterile they're they're like so they can't reproduce so they always have to make them and they are sent out across the world to be paid to kill monsters or and everything but Geralt is a special one because apparently out of his case he's the only child to ever like take on certain mutations and that's why he has white hair because like in the games everybody else has like their normal color hair but like he went through like an extra like special one and like he's like one of a kind and the series is it has about seven books and it has three games and apparently there are some comic books, but I've never really gotten into them. But the books, I'd say, are solid. I haven't completed them all. I'm still reading through the third one, I believe. And then the games are A tier. And, the sh and we're going to be talking about the Netflix series. Which came out around December of last year? Yeah. Oh, in 2019? Yeah. I remember it, because... Me, I, I I got off of work, went over to my friend Christian's house, he's in the podcast with us, and then we binged that shit. And you um, were convincing me to watch it, so I watched it in January. <laughs> Christian, what are your overall thoughts of the show? At first, I was kind of hesitant to watch it. I was like, I'll, when he came over, I was like, I'll just sit here and watch it with him. I mean, why not just hang out with a friend? But by the end of it, I was like, nah, we got to finish this joint. 
And I will say the first episode is kind of confusing, it, especially like if you don't know the story. Like the story, I like kind of confused. Uh, it hurt my brain. But now that I've watched it, now it makes a lot more sense because I I know more what they're talking about. But it was pretty darn good. I'm ready for season two. I gotta know what happens. I'm ready. Nice, nice. Hector, what did you think of the show? So prior to watching the show, I knew nothing about The Witcher, but you, um, as the the release date was leading up, when, when it was leading up to the release date, uh, you pretty much convinced me to watch it, and you were, um, I thought it was something that would be fun to like talk about with you, because I never, apart from like something like The Avengers and Star Wars, it's... You know, there's really nothing for us to really, like, talk about in terms of, like, nerd stuff, you know, just casually talking about. So I was pretty excited for the show. And um, I guess for first impressions, it was long. But this is coming from a guy who don't normally watch um, or even binge watch, like, TV shows apart from, like, comedies like the office and parks and rec like i'm i can watch those because they're like 30 minutes but for like hour shows i really need to like sit down and actually watch them which i did for the witcher um it has a lot of problems i would i would say it's very it you have to get really into it if you really want you have to really invest yourself in it um i think the biggest problem for me at least is that it doesn't clear it wasn't very clear in what the story's about and like I'm, made, I'm primarily with like the structure. It took me to like episode three to realize that everything with Geralt is in the past and everything with um with Siri is in the present. So but once once you get that settled, I think the show gets a lot more interesting and I start um I started I actually did start um investing myself into it, the world and makes me kind of want to explore it in some ways it does make me want to play the video game um but um yeah i guess my overall thoughts is it's good not great i i I just think it's it's a decent show i think for especially for witcher fans i think it's a really good show for them to watch for anyone casual if you like fantasy if you like violence if you like game of thrones basically boobies yeah and feet (laughs) Naked Feet, and if you like Henry Cavill, uh, Superman, then yeah, this is a show for you guys to watch. Yeah, I, um, I will say that as a book fan and as a teat and as a video game fan, like I can understand. Um, like it hasn't really got the best reviews, to be honest. I remember, but. I I don't take really like the professional critics too serious, like what you would call quote unquote professional critics too seriously, because the reviews that I've seen from them is that I never really understood it. I got to like episode two, then I skipped episode six, and I just completely fell apart. I'm like, no dip, no no dud of shit. And like they're like they're legit actually like viewing it wrong. And yeah. Um, will say that's not the correct way to watch it but if you it is a show that you will have to actually 
pay attention to to actually catch everything. You have to actually have to focus. You can't really just like, uh, like you have to like actually pay attention to everything to catch some things. Because like there's a lot of things that I missed that I catched up on my like third viewing that I didn't see on my first viewing. Like there's there's more detail to there's like some little things that you can miss about the timelines and everything because in episode three when you're with Geralt you see King Foltest as an older man but then when you cut to Yennefer you see King Foltest and his sister as kids I noticed that last night when I was watching it I was like oh wait yeah it's very subtle and not really on your face it but I think for a lot of people who are expecting a little more simplicity, I don't think to show really, it's not too easy to follow. And yeah, I guess Absolutely. from. I, I will admit that like how they handled their timelines and everything, it's really strange, but you can understand it if you pay attention. Yeah. So for anyone who's just casually watching it, you're probably not going to get into it. You actually do have to watch, like watch, watch the show to like really know what's going on. Well, at least towards um, the end, the timelines caught up to each other, so. Yeah, as episodes keep going, things start becoming more clearer, and of course, um, we're going to be spoiling this series, so I guess for anyone who just wants to know our general thoughts on The Witcher, um, I guess for me, uh, I would say, yeah, watch it. Um, it's, I mean, the production is very well done. I like Henry Cavill. He's it's probably one of his better roles. Um, if you like fantasy, this is definitely for you. Don't expect too much action, but um, I was very invested in the story, so I would say watch it and pay attention to it, please. Yeah, really, just pay attention. Don't don't expect don't expect to be like, I want, just give me the straight answer. Just just tell me episode one. I'm like, no, pay attention. Just watch it, please. <laughs> But um, I will admit that it is actually kind of nice to watch the show because I've been trying to remember correctly. It's been a while since I've read the first two books because that's what season one's based on, the first two books. It is kind of nice to see Yennefer's story. It adds something new because like, you don't necessarily follow her. In the short stories, it's mostly about Geralt. But... um. I guess since I'm the only one that knows about it, if I just talked about like the changes from the books. Which we will once we talk about spoilers. Um, when we talk about spoilers or the show like the show. Well, um right now I'm just trying to like let people know for those who are interested in watching it and hasn't seen it yet, I suggest everyone to go on Netflix if you have it. To watch the show please pay attention to it um and if you guys don't either have seen the show and don't care from now on we're gonna be talking about uh spoilers we're gonna be spoiling the shit out of it spoilers spoiler time spoiler time okay now you're in spoilers freaking tony stark dies in the end of endgame han solo dies in force awakens everybody knows that i didn't know Hector dies in Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about like, oh wait, did I? Yeah, you you did die in that movie. (laughs) 
Was I played by Brad Pitt? No, no you were played Brad by Pitt you. Brad Pitt killed you. <laughs> Brad Pitt just went, uh, Hector! And you're like, oh my god, it's Brad just... Honored everyone with, by... With me as well. He kills you with... He did... Oh, wait, I'm... Brad Pitt. Oh, I'm played by Eric Bana? Wow. He's a pretty good character. I am a pretty cool character. Okay, um, Henry Cavill opens up with him chopping up a little deer after he killed a monster. He was just like, today's not your day. It's like, oh god, he's gonna kill that baby. He's gonna kill Bambi. He said, Bambi don't survive this. And he ate that deer. And yes, he actually did eat that deer. Because like when he goes in the bar, he's like, "You want some meat?" He's like, "No, I'm full." He's like, "Um, it's like venison." <laughs> That's something I picked up too when I was watching it. I was like, "Oh, he did eat that." <laughs> I need to be a waste. Be a waste. Hector, does that change your worldview on Geralt? Do you hate Geralt now? Um, I never hated him. I like him even better now. He's a country boy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that the two strongest plots in this show is with Geralt and Yennefer. I'd say almost like I'd say Yennefer has the most interesting. I'd say no. I'd say Yennefer has like the best development, but Geralt has the more interesting storyline, to be honest, if you could say that. Um, I would say that Yennefer is probably, like, the most, like you said, the most developed, the more that more focused story or yeah. from, like, series own story. Give me a second. Uh, I'm just trying to see what happens to Siri. She's gonna get trained. Yeah. Did well, they just the stopped game? the show. They just stopped it. They're like, oh, look at him. Stop. I was left with nothing except questions. Like, what, what, are the, what questions do you have? That's exactly... All of anything. All the questions about all the characters. Every single thing. Questions. I will admit... High thing in the show that really kind of ticks me off is that they don't call dandelion dandelion. They call I'm, him. They call him Yaskir. My boy. And okay, I'm I'm it's, just gonna I'm just gonna say this. I need all the fans to stop trying to ship Yaskir and Geralt. They need to shut up what? about that. There's Why fans not? Because they're not gay. They need to stop trying to ship why, like why can't non, they? Because they, they need to stop sh trying to ship non-gay characters. That's what they try to do with Frodo and Sam. Okay, with that, I would, I would agree with that because that's mainly like a friendship. Because friendships are usually platonic, and it's usually and, very, very personal. And J.R.R. Tolkien is trying to like message was that it's like people like in different class systems in times of war can always like they can like they can find like a very poor person being friends with like a really rich person like that's like because in the books Frodo is Sam's employer 
And that, uh, I think another problem with like shipping to non, um, non LGBT characters is, um, that it encourages people who are very much, um, anti, anti LGBT to go and attack them for no reason. Like that video you showed me with the, the guy who talked about the Lord of the Rings trilogy and he was, who's trying to be like nostalgia critic and was pretty much. Uh, pretty much saying a lot of like homophobic stuff, especially with like the really, with, like the moments with Sam and, and Frodo. I mean, I, I I get teasing that. Like, I know there's some lines in there that you're like, oh my god, that's, that's kind of gay. <laughs> like, very I much so. <laughs> it's like Frodo wouldn't have got far without Sam. I'm just like, <laughs> so gay. <laughs> I, mean, it's like, I get teasing that, but like when your whole video is like twenty, like like. 25% just dumb criticism, 50% gay jokes, and then like the other 25% you just being wrong, then you, it's kind of just annoying. Very much so. And uh, so far, I haven't seen any um, criticisms um, on The Witcher when it comes to like that relationship because I don't, I don't get a huge sexual tension between them at all i see them very much like i i, I keep saying it i keep telling you devin shrek and donkey. but yeah shrek shrek and donkey. they're very much shrek and donkey because i don't get like why can't we just see characters be friends like like i think friend like some like i barely see any like shows that like really focus on the like aspect of friendship anymore so it doesn't make the moolah, Devin. I, you do make a good point, Devin, because I definitely have not seen that. I think the last, the last few movies I would say that focuses on friendship is um, X Men First Class. Um, what was it? Uh, I think that's Nice Guys. Like, yeah. I and I would probably it's a little far fetched, but I would say like Into the Spider Verse with Miles and um Peter B. Parker. Except Gwen, they kept on poking and, that. And also Gwen too, like the them as a trio by them. I'm no no no. The last one we had was um Cliff Booth and um and Rick Dalton from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> that's like the, the last big one. Wreck it Ralph. Moving on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first one, yeah. And the second one. Very much the second one, because that's about like Ralph being a fucking creep. Mm, but yeah, I, I, I just I'm tired of fans trying to ship Geralt and Yaskier. That's, That's the stands. I like him better with the name Dandelion. I don't know. It's easier to remember. And there's a lot of like really, there's like a lot of really funny moments because Dandelion's supposed to be a player, like, because like it's like it. It's always funny because it ties into Geralt, like trying to pull him out of a situation. Because I think it's in the second, like, short story book, like Geralt's coming to a city, and then he, like, he apparently stumbles upon Dandelion, and he's getting thrown stuff. He's getting stuff thrown at him by his one ex, and then Geralt, Geralt's like, "What are you doing?" And like, he's like, "Geralt, ah, oh, perfect." He's like, "He can back my story." He's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" 
then she ends up starting throwing stuff at Geralt and like knocks Dandelion out and he's like, God damn it, he's gotta take him out. It's like really some it, it's like really funny situations in the books that just like that could happen that like that are possibilities for the show, but people are trying to make them be gay together. But no. I don't know. But um since you mentioned him, uh I'm gonna refer to him as Haskier. Because that's how they refer to him in the show. And I think once he shows up, I think that's when the show really starts. That's really when I start investing into the show. Because the first episode. Oh. I was going to say, I know there's a lot of people that find Yaskir annoying, though. I can definitely see that. But I guess for me, like, there was no humor in the first episode. I get why, but I guess for me, it was surprising to have to have the levity in the show. So having Haskir was kind of a nice balance, especially with Geralt's very um serious, serious um tone. And I think both of them clashed together in some ways. Again, well, Shrek and Donkey, but I, I can't think of another comparison. But it's um. But seeing both of them get into like stuck into situations that uh, arguably probably like <laughs> Haskier probably brought him into, it, it's it's very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um. But going on to episode one, so we have a situation where where um, Geralt meets uh, a wizard. Uh, what's his Calibor, Calibor or something? I know you're talking about like that priest dude. He's a wizard. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> oh fuck! <laughs> he looked like a priest. But isn't he like the 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 wizard of the town? Yeah, like Gandalf, well, yeah. kind of. Well, he's just in hiding, really. He's just like he's. Because he's being hunted down, but he's being hunted by Renfri, and then Geralt gets an offer from this beautiful woman in a bar that he meets that stands up for him, and she's like, mm, what you doing here, big man? And she, he's all like, because mm. that's what Geralt says <laughs> in the show. He goes, mm. and he says fuck a lot, too. Awesome. <laughs> okay, just going to say it. Henry Cavill as Geralt. I'm actually surprised by that casting. Really well done. Um, I think when given the right role, Henry Cavill is pretty good. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people have, um, I know a lot of people criticize his portrayal of Superman. And him in general being very wooden. Um, but I think like stuff like The Witcher and I don't know if you guys have seen it. The What was it called? The Man from Uncle. I find Henry Cavill a really underrated actor. Yeah, he's very charismatic, and when given the right role, I think he can be pretty good. He's not that charismatic in the show because that's not that's not really Geralt. But um, I, will I, was that, you... uh, I will say that if they stick to the source material, he his his attitude, like how he like. I really hate it when people say this. They always find, like, even in the games, they say Geralt, they find Geralt to be a boring protagonist, but I have to really disagree because Geralt, even with his, like, stoic, monotone voice, he's actually very sarcastic and it comes off really funny. And then, like, there are moments where you, like, he actually kind of shows 
what you could say be emotions, but he doesn't have emotion, he says. Yeah. Um, I definitely got that right off the bat, but I don't think, but I, I'm, I can kind of see why, where people would, would not um, be like all into it. I think he works. Um, Henry Creville definitely works in this show. And I cannot wait to see more of him. Christian, what did oh. you think? I'm just going to say, I didn't even like draw the comparison because I didn't really look at the name, but I was, I was like, wait, that's the dude that plays Superman in the DC shows? That doesn't even look like the same man. But, yeah, I, I like him. He wasn't bad. I mean, he's he's kind of bland a little bit to me right now. But, I mean, he he started to grow as the show went on more. So I think season two is going to be better for him. Plus, um, I just, the show was focused so much on Jennifer this season and her her wanting to have a child or whatever and just making random things up. First she wants power, then she wants a child, and then she wants power again, then she wants a child, then she hates Geralt, then she loves him. I'm, I don't know. I got confused with her. She hurt my brain. I know that's very off topic of Geralt, but you know what I mean. Just I'm a rambling man. A rambling, gambling man. Exactly. You understand me, Hector. That's a reference to a song I like. Oh. <laughs> you still understand me, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. I'm still trying to, like, understand you. But no, but, um... I would probably disagree with that with Geralt. Um, I definitely see him develop like like you said, Devin, he's very um he's very stoic, very um not bland, but like very um no nah, shit. Monotone. Yeah, very monotone. And, you know, from the first episode we see him fight um Winfrey, Renfrey. Renfrey. Wifey. Um she and, she is like oh my god like <laughs> I don't know where they went wrong with Trish but like Renfrey and Yennefer they're mm. babes okay. anyways I, I'll, um, I'll get into Trish later but yeah um but like having but you know um in, weren't they like a thing before they met in this episode or they they was it the first time they met that was the first time I met, yeah. Okay. So I guess, like, at that point, he starts, like, gaining, like, you know, starts a bit of a relationship with her. But at the end of the episode, they fight to the death and he kills her. And I think that kind of sets up to the relationship between him and Yennefer. Because I think, um, I don't think he, in the show, he's willing to be, op he's definitely not willing to be open with anyone else. But when he meets Yennefer, he's like he starts having the same feelings as um as he did with Renfrey, and I think that that struggle with um with that with both of their with the relationship between each other, I thought was very interesting, and I hope it's a little expanded in um, season two. I will say that 
it's a little weird. That's like a little strange seeing my relationship with um Geralt and Renfrey. Like it happened like it sort of happens in the book, but it's a different way. Because like in the books, it's more of like a seduction thing. Just be like, mm, if I do this, then you'll be on side. I can get go kill everybody. Because like she just thought she's. Just, I don't, I don't know. It's like her. It's not like she does kind of like say like like I'm gonna be leaving, and then she's all like, "Oh, you don't trust me right now." He's like, mm. and she's like, "Oh, do I have a knife somewhere?" And start stripping, and, and then it's like it turns into that. But then like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of funny in the books, but it's like it makes it seem like they're meant like they were meant to do this together in the show. Um. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a big deal because especially what happens at the end. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably why they made that change. I think it kind of works because yeah. it sets up Geralt's um, journey, somewhat journey, um, pretty good, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I find it really weird that oh, apparently freaking she just like knows about Siri, but I guess that has to do with her blood apparently because I don't know, there's something about her because she was born on like some weird moon and that makes her cursed and that's why Calabrimbo wants to like study her and cut it like cut her open and stuff yeah I was very confused by how by the connection between like between Geralt and Ciri why they're why them being together is such it has to be is such a big deal yeah I'd, I'd say it's just something about her like powers apparently so she's kind of like uh it's similar to The Last of Us in some ways, where like Ellie was kind of a, a big deal, and like Joel kind of has to like protect her, I guess. Fuck The Last of Us. I just want to know how she knew, because I mean that had to be a, a quite a far ways away from when he got his. Uh, what was it called again? I can't remember. The surprise. Child of the Law surprise. Yeah. Uh, that had to be a while before he got the law of surprise, even. So, I mean, I'm just surprised that she could, like, see that far into his future or destiny or uh, whatever. I don't know what the technical term for it is, but I was just surprised by that, how she knew that far in advance. And um, the central plot line, I find it kind of weird but I, I get it like I get it for the show but it's I don't know it's kind of strange I will are you talking about like, like the tension between like the two towns like the two factions of Sentra yeah. and Nilfgaard yeah like it like sets up in the show it sets up in the show later but like it just it's just it's, there I'd say it's just like it's strange like I will say this, like, this goes for any, like, battle scene, to be honest. I, I always have a problem whenever, like, a king or queen is actually fighting in the front lines in a battle. I find that a problem with any kind of show, because, like, like, I know, like, it, it, it's apparently it's going gonna, it's gonna to bolster morale for the troops and everything, and, like, knowing their, their leaders fighting right by side with them, and I'm just like... You know, if they died, if they died, you're fucking screwed. 
And it's very unrealistic for them not to die if there's that many people on the battlefield. So if they make it out, it seems a little unrealistic if they were one of the first people to come in contact in the battle. Yeah, I I know I know it doesn't sound as honorable or cool as like a king and queen fighting in the front lines, but realistically they'd be in the back, like they'd just be chilling in the back because that's how it's done his real realistically because as soon as your king or queen dies like what do you do you're you have no commander or ruler somewhere on the fight which would make more sense do you agree or not agree hector uh i definitely do see where you guys are coming from um i actually had that in the back of my mind when i watched um lord of the rings um, Bale didn't just get bit up in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I said, I have a problem with it in other movies too. Yeah, um, I it doesn't bother me too much because um, having the having like the the main authority up front, they do it a lot. They do it pretty much in almost every single fantasy movie, and I guess it's just to show like it's just pretty much just to tell the audience like you know who's the one leading and like you know why is this significant so i'm not i don't really have a problem with it but i do see where you guys are coming from and you know it's it has been something that i've i have thought about like i said i it's not just the show i have a problem with any like anywhere it is if anything because if you look at any like historical like general or anything like they're not known for fighting in the front lines <laughs> Right. It's probably just make him not look like a coward, like make him no. look like a hero or something. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It just doesn't make logic sense. Yeah, logically doesn't make sense, but I get it for storytelling. Yeah. I just um, want. I wish they kind of explained more of why they had a problem with Nilfgaard other than the fact that they were a backwater ruler or, or country or whatever. They're southern. They're just southerners. The northern southerners. <laughs> They're the uh, orcs. I wish there was a little bit more of a reason other than, than just thinking they're a waste of time but yeah i think i feel like kind of like the prequels but i kind of like wish the politics kind of played more into it because um a scene oh this is another episode but a scene i really kind of enjoyed was the like the council of wizards all talking i kind of like that scene was, was that in the last episode i think it was like... episode seven yeah but oh, I got I thought, seven and eight mixed up. I thought you were talking about the episode where I thought you were talking about episode three. I think it was where they decide who's going where. I thought that's what you you meant. That's like that's also like helps with more world building. But like I just kind of wish there were more scenes dedicated to that. Like maybe that they kind of like discussed like like if they had like a tax dispute or there's like. I don't know. <laughs> um, so more more political stuff on in the fantasy, pretty much. Yeah, 
I guess, but um, I think that was kind of a big surprise for me because, like, isn't Game of Thrones like a lot of it is dedicated to the political talk? Yes, I'd say that sixty percent is done to political talk. Twenty percent is Jon Snow in the north, and the other twenty percent is Daenerys in the east. And I think that's this is like where the comparison between like the witcher and game of thrones start coming to play because we can't we have to address the big elephant in the room the pig like ice king of the room or whatever um yeah i mean everyone's comparing it to game of thrones because game of thrones is done and now we have a new big budget uh fantasy show and um devin since you're a fan of you were a fan of Game of Thrones, and you now we have The Witch. And, you know, prior to its release date, you, you got, like, so much... There's so much, like, press about them, people comparing both shows, which I don't think is fair, but I kind of want to hear um, your thoughts on this whole situation, on the comparison. Um, I guess you can compare the elements it takes to, like, how it wants to and how it's how it's being mature and everything with it by mature I mean violence and sex and everything in it I guess but I wouldn't compare them on the same scale because Game of Thrones is almost like based on the political aspect and its fantasy elements are very very limited like like the most fantasy it gets is with the White Walkers in Game of and when the Witcher is all about that. Mm -hmm. I would consider like the Witcher more of it an adventure fantasy, mm -hmm. like it than um Game of Thrones is more um more like politics and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I guess but, like you were uh, saying. When I was when I was saying like, like when I was saying like more discussion of politics, I didn't want it to like exactly focus on that. I was just saying like maybe a few, like maybe like two scenes that could like explain a little bit more. I don't, I don't, I don't need it to be all about just like mm, the king doesn't trust them for this reason, and then like we go into like all this detail. I don't need that. I just maybe like a few, like maybe like two scenes of Sintra having other. Uh, like, like they have kind of discussions with other kingdoms because the guy that she married is connected with the 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 Skellige Islands, which is like um, they're they're a bunch of different clans of like they're Vikings almost. Yeah, different kind of clans that are fighting against each other, but the one that he comes from, like the on Crate family, is like the biggest one. And, like, they have, like, a treaty together because they get married. And I just feel like there could have been a little more detailed with the politics, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I I think they will get a lot more into it um, when season two comes by. I think, like, I think, you know, I think I would say the problem with The Witcher is that it it's such, um, everything's like a build up to something. And it's pretty much right now it's to really depending on season two. So if season two um delivers on what 
this entire first season is setting up, I think this show could very much stand on its own and even be up somewhat up to scale with Game of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones is a that's a pop culture phenomenon that's like, you know, a very big deal for like many years. And The Witcher is just starting. So and I think the comparison between both shows is um it's like understandable, but at the same time is ridiculous because for one, the show I mean The Witcher is already an established property. So mm-hmm. they're following more of that. Um I think I mean we know I mean obviously the reason why I feel The Witcher has been greenlit is because of the success of Game of Thrones. That definitely helped. Mm-hmm. But um but having people like you know how how like reviews have um have been like being very prejudiced by just saying like oh we only saw like the first and three episodes and I just cannot get into it yeah and because of this I give it this rating um and you know I don't think it's fair and yeah I mean like if you if you're not into the show you're not into the show but I guess for like a lot of professional reviewers and it's not just um it's not just this with um it's not just this show that people are like you know not giving a chance i mean the oscars has a pretty long history of like people admitting that they only just like watch one movie and then voted for that for best picture because it it seems trendy so um it's a bummer that the show is not really given that much of a chance so um i forgot where i was leading up to this but that's pretty much what i have to say like stop comparing it to game of thrones yeah well enjoy the show as it is i think it's a fun show um but i will say um back to the first episode um i think i think for me the biggest surprise with this whole show is how there wasn't really that much action i was surprised i was expecting a lot more but i will argue that the biggest fight scene is in the first episode yeah I'd say it's like because it has the big battle with it and then like the sword fight with the gang and Renfrey. Yeah, and which and I, I think like when people think about the action scenes, they're only going to think about this one because um, um, I don't mind the fight scenes in this show, but um, like, I'm just going to say that this is probably like the most creative and the best fight i think for a lot of people i think for quite a few people they're probably expecting more yeah but um yeah i, I, I mean i don't know i think it's a really good scene and i i actually this is actually really what this um this actually this um scene actually did got me invested what it's brutal what do you think of the fight scene christian um uh, that first one with Geralt, where he was fighting Renfrey and the gang, he was really brutal to those gang members. Like, unnecessarily. I'm all for some brutality, but, like, he would kill them and then just cut their head off for no reason. It's like, oh my gosh, this man's insane. It's kind of terrifying, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm all for a little bit of gore. But, I mean, as it's weird because he was so brutal in that scene, and then 
it kind of just dropped off to the point where most of this, a lot of stuff he wouldn't even eat. Like, well, he wasn't trying to kill the preacher in season three. But, uh, episode three. Yeah. But, I mean, after that fight, it just felt so downscaled because he was so aggressive in that one. And then he lacked all of that. I don't know if it's supposed to be a sign of development or something, but it felt kind of weird. It did seem like they they used most of the budget on like that opening scene with the giant spider-like creature. I forgot what it was called. Um, Kikamora. I'm definitely not going to remember that. A Kikimora. Kikamora. Kikamora. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Did uh, did they say anything about like in the show? Did they say anything about the town or anything? Because I know, like in the books, that's why Geralt was a little extra. Like that's why Geralt was a little extra violent with them because they were threatening to kill the entire town. Yes, because there was like that girl that that little girl that was like friends with him. I thought. Uh, he, I thought he just. Uh... I thought they were saying you're not going to get to run free or whatever. Or something. I thought it was just they yeah, just said they didn't want him there or something. They don't like um, witchers. I don't remember them saying anything about killing the whole town. I could because, be wrong, but because like all I remember is that it's like they're saying like she gave you a choice to be like walk away, um, but like in the show, like they're saying like in the show they were like just i mean in the books they were just about to destroy the town and he comes and that's like when he draws the line he's like he doesn't really care if they go and kill that one wizard they just he doesn't want the town to be killed and and that's like and but it's still kind of is another thing they changed from the books is the scene the scene when the town turns on them, turns on them. I believe that they actually like kick the living shit out of Geralt. Like they actually beat him up. And this one, they just like throw stuff at him. I was gonna say they look; those rocks look like they were barely being thrown. <laughs> <laughs> like, As someone know. who's been hit by a rock, it doesn't bother. It doesn't <laughs> by a, by someone who's been like hit by a rock yesterday on accident. Um, no, they don't hurt too much. Especially for Henry Cavill, because he's, like, so fucking strong. I'd be like, he's you're gonna buff. Need a, you're gonna need a bigger rock than that. Yeah, I... You know, I need why, better aiming. I was just wondering why Geralt didn't just go ahead and kill the wizard while he was... I think it was, like, a moral thing, or, like, he can't do it in front of the village. I mean, he probably could have like, killed everyone in that village if he really needed to. He's good, but he's not that good. Because I was gonna say, like, in the books, they don't try to make him. Because in the books, they don't try to make him out to be super badass. Like, because in the games, I will say, like, he's like, he's really power. He's like really overpowered in the game. I will say that it has to depend on the situation. Because there are situations where Geralt does get his ass kicked in the books. Well, thank but, goodness. <laughs> Because I, because I believe it's the, because I think one time is when the crowd beats the crap out of him, 
then there's a situation where he he think like it also shows in the in another part of the show is like when he goes talks to that one wizard that works for Sintra, um mouse mouse sack yeah um because like he he just like goes to mouse sack when those assassins are coming it kind of I think it like also shows that he could have to- he couldn't have taken them all on if they're super professionals. Yeah, like that's actually one thing I actually really appreciate that Geralt is not like the most powerful being of all time. He's not. He's not like um, Ray, where she's really good. <laughs> I don't want to. You know what? I'm not gonna do that comparison, but I do like that they. Um, there's been moments where he he gets his ass kicked, especially like that fight with um the Striga. Yeah, like he, it took him a while to he, do it. He he almost lost. Well, he wasn't trying to fight it. To be yeah. fair, uh, uh, yeah. be fair. Uh, he wasn't yeah. trying to kill it. He was trying to like he was he was trying to prolong until dawn. Yeah. So if you really think about it, I mean, he was there for eight hours surviving with that thing or something. <laughs> to be fair, it Nick. knocked ourselves out for a good few hours. That is true. I think he could have killed it if he really wanted to easily. Yeah, but he well, I mean, he's it. he's a monster. Well, not easily, but fairly decently. And I like that Geralt has like a code. He like he doesn't kill any monsters that like can actually think for themselves. Because it kind of shows in the show, too, because in episode two with the Sylvan that attacks him, he yeah. doesn't, like, he doesn't like, straight up kill him. And then, like, Haskier made a, a song saying, like, yeah, he saved me from killing all these monsters. <laughs> it's just like, right, where's all the love coming from? Ah, uh, Yaskier, what a beautiful song he made. Hmm. <laughs> When the white wolf bar <laughs> graced the ride along. <laughs> Toss a coin to your witcher. <laughs> no, but that thing you were saying about the build-up to season two earlier, from what I've read, because after I watched it, I went and tried to find more information on some stuff, because Devin was saying there was books. I think there's some opportunity for some really good stuff and I, I really hope that they really develop on like the family aspect of it like because in the books it's supposed to be like um Gerald's her father but um and this is when I talk about that if they're gonna use her I hope they actually develop in the right way or good I don't know. The re- one reason I didn't really like her in the show was because she seems too freaking like like overconfident or just like level headed, I guess. Because in the show, she's she is like that. I mean, the book she's, she is like that sometimes, but it's just like she has like a big like she has a like it's obvious from the start she has a huge crush on Geralt. And then she kind of acts shy, and then like she's not exactly like as as professional. Are you talking about um Triss? Triss, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you kind of you cut off when you said um 
who it was who you were talking yeah. about but once yeah, you started when well, you yeah, started but, talking about it, i was like okay because tris comes into play as like girl uh serious sister like our bigger sister because like in the books like it shows that they like the like when he, he takes her to care more and that's where i'm takes her in the show they have no idea how to raise like they have no idea how to raise because they've only been stuck with boys and then the, it comes into the whole aspect of like like she has her like first period and they don't they have no idea what to do about it and then it's like a, a funny moment <laughs> where um Tris is like whenever you, it's like whenever you get to like these kind of times, you just have to put on a dress to let the guys know. And then like they're just like she comes down in a dress and is like, what the hell is she wearing? And then she's like, like there's a whole like speech that Tris has to give the guys, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but your fa- family then from uh apparently series parents have a bigger part. In the whole storyline, and what is originally to be said, that's so, in the show. According to books and stuff, they're more important than just mm-hmm. dying on a boat, like they said. I think they do play a bigger role. I don't exactly. Holy remember, it's been a while since I've, like, I'm still not finished with the books. Like, I'm on the third one right now. I'm almost finished. I'm about to get on the fourth one. How many are there? Seven. Good. No need. They're not huge reads. Okay, good. I'll just go on all I can't read. <laughs> I'm illiterate. I say that while I have like little women right next to me. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, we're it's funny that we're talking about everything else, but um, Yennefer, and Yennefer kind of has a. I mean, episode two is pretty much almost dedicated to her. So, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on Yennefer? Like, like I said, she has the kind of like the best story arc of like development in the show her it, being like a little frail like hunchback girl that's insecure about everything tries to kill herself but then she comes into like a super powerful woman at like and she like she finally achieved her goal but then when she it's nothing like she wanted hmm. um was she like this developed in like the books or even the games <sighs> she's barely She's barely in the first two books, I believe, and she she doesn't show up until the third game. So no, she wasn't developed. Hmm. That's it's very fascinating because like I think if they if they do with like any other franchise, I think people would complain about it. But I think just like the way they handled her story, and I th- I thought it was really well well done, and I liked I... um. Go ahead. You go. Um, um, I'll talk after Christian. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I like I like the actress. I thought she did a really good job. Um I'm a little iffy about the whole like her transforming from, you know, the hunch to like this beautiful woman. 
but again, it's not really meant to send a clear message or like send a message to like girls saying like if you go do witchcraft or whatever, you will, you know, transform into like you know, you know very beautiful woman. I, I don't know. It, I kind of wish they kept her like that, but kept her as hunch. I think it would be a little more interesting. But I mean, in the game, she doesn't look like that, so I can't. That's it, I think it's just something I'm just rambling about. It's still the same backstory. Yeah. Again, I don't know the games and books, so this is just me going off from just what I thought. But since you said that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Are they trying to tell us that to get what you want, you have to be beautiful? Is that what they're trying to tell us? Yes. Wow. That's what I've been told. She's a greedy little thing, though. But First even if but the show is showing that just because like giving you what you want doesn't always make you happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as Boy, if you put it that one, way, <laughs> as soon as she gets one thing, she wants another. She's like Zoidberg. Like, like she says, she wants everything. That is true. I don't know how you can classify everything. Because if you want a child, then that means you also don't want a child. Because you want you want to have a child and you don't. Because you want everything. Yeah. Yeah. I bet, I bet if she got her baby, she'd be like, "I just want my own time." Very much. <laughs> Does she ever have a child in a game other than like her being with Geralt and Siri kind of being like his child? Oh no! Wait, she can't. What am I even talking about? That's like what. I, that's where the family aspect comes in, because like Siri becomes their adopted daughter. Siri gets yeah. daughter. Because Geralt can't have kids because he's sterile, and Jennifer can't have kids because she's sterile. I don't know why he got his that. balls cut off. <laughs> it's not necessarily his balls got cut off. They, they, they just need a vasectomy. It's like a dog. He, like they just don't work. He can still use it. They show him several times. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's where the uh, family aspect of because Yennefer finds um, Siri to be like a brat when they're training, but then she grows to love her as a daughter. And it's like a whole weird aspect because Siri, like, Geralt's her father, Yennefer's her mother, Triss's is her sister, but Geralt sleeps with the two of them. <laughs> It's a weird family. Okay, let's just, let's say like her his side piece, <laughs> and um, Haskir is the fun uncle. No, Vesemir is the uncle. Haskir is just a friend. And I, I'm just gonna say, season two, if they cast Mark Hamill as Vesemir, it's gonna pop off. He he's in like this show called Vikings or something, and he played, and you know he. I think the look, if you've seen like what he looks like in that show, I think it, mm. he's perf He's pretty much perfect for fantasy. Yeah. Did you know Mark Hamill did vo voice acting for Ben 10? Which yeah. one did he do? Uh, he I knew he did voice Mal acting. Maltronaut or something. It's the last villain in um, the, the verse. I was like, oh I'm, my I'm gonna gosh. Look it up. I didn't even know that was Mark Hamill. Good lord. I know. I know he's the Joker. Everyone knows that. He's the best Joker. 
Do, do, do. Ben 10. He's in the last airbender. I did not know that. Yeah, she, he's um, uh, Fire Lord Ozai. Why is he always playing evil people? Because it's fun, Jan. Get it. He's the ultimate good guy and the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> I just realized what Hector just referenced. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get it right off the bat. <laughs> I, had, I, had, like, aud- I had audio playing, so I was like, I was, wait a minute, Hector just referenced Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I don't know, I'm interested in Siri. The, I'm interested to see kind of how she develops, because right now she's kind of annoying. Well, she has her own journey, but I think that's like the most least, least interesting part. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm the most interested in her character because she's been the least interesting. So Even I want to see how they're going to make her more interesting. Because she's kind of like the she's kind of like the very she's a very important character, but her story is like all oh, it's just like just get on with it because it's like, I think unlike Jennifer's and Geralt's, hers just drags. I feel it's kind well, of funny because in the game in the game she's like the most interesting. Well, I think they're trying to build up the fact that they don't, they're not supposed to be parent or they can't have children or they're not supposed to be like typical, ideal father and mother figures and stuff like that. Yeah, everything's building up. (laughs) It's, yeah, it is building up to everyone teaming up at the end or at season two. But um, right. it's just that with Siri, it's like you know how, like Yennefer's and Geralt's, their stories are like progressive, and you know they keep going, and you get to learn more about them, and see them go on more adventures, and go. Both, like... Did they ever? I can't remember. Did they do anything with that elf kid after? They killed him. Siri free. He just he just dipped. He's like, all you do is bring death and destruction. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> that was the last thing of him. Yeah, I thought he got killed. No, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. I like how they. I think they left characters off in a very good spot to keep you interested. Because nice. that's the episode I was just watching, and I was, I was like, I don't think they did anything with him. Where did he go to? And then they got Siri and Geralt hugging at the end. So it's like, what are, what are they gonna? What's that interaction going to be? Yennefer disappeared. It's like, I'm ready. (laughs) I think the most heartbreaking moment for me was when Geralt and Heskier split up. That was a crying. That was episode six. Yeah, when he was yelling at him or whatever. Yeah. It was like, damn it, Heskier. (laughs) He didn't even do anything wrong. It's just, he's the right. He's just, he was just being there. Person. Well, well, every time something bad happened to Geralt, he was around. So he just like took his anger out on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Yennefer did just walk out on him, so he was angry. But when you yell at your homies after your girl, your girl left. <laughs> That was a very misguided anger. Or misdirected yeah. anger. This man was just sitting there minding his own business. He wasn't even there for the whole he morning. Just, 
just shows yeah, us it's all your fault. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see how he gets back into good graces or whatever happens with them. Yeah, I hope so too. I just hope he writes another fire song. Honestly. <laughs> make the whole th- just make an entire album with just his songs. Exactly. Um, I guess like <laughs> we can quickly talk about like kind of our rankings of the episodes. If you guys can remember them. I remember the ones I like and don't like. What Some... about the witch battle? Like with the witches Which one? and Death Guard at the and, end of oh. episode eight. That yeah, was, seven and eight. I will say that that probably spoiler, but that was probably like my least favorite part of that episode. Like I was I was just like I was confused by the whole thing. Did you feel like it was just going on and you just wanted like the whole thing, you know, the the whole thing to wrap up? The the magic that they decided to do is really... The magic they decided to do in the show is really, really strange. I think it's really dumb. Like, in order to do power, you must get life. And I was just like, excuse me? It's like, it's like oh, so you can't you can't lift a rock without your hand decaying. I'm like, hold up, what? It's like, and there's yeah, like that was... fire, fire magic is like the the ultimate death magic, and I'm sitting here saying, excuse me, and he's like, because I'm play because I play the Witcher, and that's Triss's main ability is fire. She's boom, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> uh, you're she's like, legit, Trish just like there's a part in the game where she just like hails fire down on these enemies. It's just like a hailstorm of fire. I'm just like, and Trish is still alive. What are you getting at with this fire magic? Like fire magic is death magic. She's about to insta die in the show. Hmm. Or maybe she's special. That's what they're gonna end up saying. <laughs> special. I, I, I was, was thinking the other kind of special. <laughs> I kiss your fire. Just like snaps your face, has a little, a little spark of fire, dies immediately. <laughs> That'd make for funnier television, but <laughs> oh no, I made fire. E- disappears. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't like it. Nilfgaard has some like dedicated mages to be like just like yep like there's that one scene where the dude just like cuts the queen's like after the queen killed herself he just cuts the flesh he's like and then the chick just guts him he's like yeah and then they just start disintegrating shooting the fire at him yeah this is like it's like another one and then like there's that one mage she's like what like what am I doing like I kind of I guess I'm kind of glad that they showed that one like lady just kind of like why the hell are we doing this? That <laughs> main mage lady is... Uh, she's crazy. What happened to her? She's, did, did she, her not- she, um, um, she went to the king that... Uh, like, Triss went to the king that she... W- I mean, not Triss. Yennefer went to the king that she yeah. was supposed to have. But then she oh. went to... She went to Nilfgaard, and she's all evil. Like, evil. 
technically it was Yennefer's first until they changed their mind because they didn't like Yennefer, but because she's <laughs> part elf. Did it, did it make her that mad that she didn't get that place that she decided to destroy like the whole world? She wanted to be a yeah. Gryffindor instead of a, a, a Slytherin. She went to Slytherin when she wanted to be Gryffindor, so then she took advantage of it. I don't know. I guess like Murders she took it. I guess we'll get some of it. In, uh, I'm assuming they'll do some of that in season two. There you go with your assumptions and everything. How dare you? I'm drawing stuff up in my head and I'm liking it. I'm sorry. Okay, I have my episodes ranked from best to worst. Do you guys, like, have yours? Yes. That's the y'all thing. Uh, okay. I just like the show. Okay. <laughs> Hector, you go first. All right. Um, I'll say um, my favorite episode is probably four, where they go to the ball. Okay. It's just like I love everything with Haskier and Geralt, and I think that's like one of the most fun ones. Which one's the episode where they had like the that big moment um, with both of them, where he's like, yeah. you know, I never liked your cooking or something. I I forgot what he said. Ooh, or like he's he saying, wait, when he li never liked the singing, you mean? Yeah, he never liked the singing. That's episode five. Oh fuck. I <laughs> That's like the only good part of episode five. Anyways, so I would say oh, four. Really? Episode, you didn't like episode, episode five? Episode four is my favorite. Okay. Then my next favorite is um I really like um episode six, where they go look for the dragon. Okay. Like that's that when it comes to fantasy, that's kind of the stuff I'm into, where they go on quest. That's have, another like, moment I want to characters. talk about, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs> I I love episodes like that. I love stuff like that. So. It, it's probably my favorite. It, four and six probably can switch. So I think six okay. is probably my favorite episode. Um, then it's two, where it's focused more on Yennefer. And I also like the introduction with um, Geralt and uh, Haskier. I was about to say Dandelion. I was like, oh. <laughs> when I say Dandelion, I think of Ice Age. Don't question it, but okay. Then it's the last episode, episode eight. Then number five is episode three with the the Strieger, the Striga. Mm -hmm. And then it's episode one. Um that could have been my least favorite, but I love that action scene at the at the end. So boost up. Then it's episode five. I might switch it up. Wow, so episode but five your least favorite? No, my my least favorite is episode seven. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I guess we could both agree on that, because episode 7 is just... It's just there. Through. It feels like that's all filler, to be honest. Very much so. I thought that, I was hoping, I was like waiting for it to end, and then, then episode 8 came, and I'm like, oh, great, there's more. Yeah. So it's um, 4, 6, 2, 8, 2, 8, 3, 1, 5, 7. That's my phone number. <laughs> all right. Okay, hold on, what was that again? I'm going to go... It's four six two eight three one five seven. <laughs> okay, you got that audience. Hit this fan up. Please. I need someone. Devin. Um I'll say Episode five is probably my favorite. So sorry. 
Justin, episode three. Episode six is my third. Episode two is my fourth. Episode did I already say six? You already said six. That's three. Okay. Okay. Um, episode four. Then episode two. Episode eight. Episode one. Then episode seven. Okay, so I switched up um five and one. So I think we both agree that the first episode and the seven episode is like the least Ooh, the least favorites. Yeah. I'd say for me, yeah. But okay, but speaking of episode six, there's two funny moments that they cut out from the books that I'm kinda of pissed at. Okay, so one of them was when they first meet the the, the dragon dude that they don't know is dragon yet. Yeah. Yeah, before they like when they meet him, like there's a there's a funny moment when they're talking and then like then uh, the dude like he's like very flirtatious with his bodyguards. Like he's like he he sleep he sleeps with one and then like he like he the other one hits on Geralt and then they sleep together. And then <laughs> then there's a like there's a later moment when uh, at the end after the whole situation's over like the one that Geralt slept with, she leans over to the guy, speaks to him, and then Geralt and he kinda laughs and Geralt's like, What'd she say? And then like Yennefer's like with him and then he goes, It's like he's like, Taylor will always remember that special night you had and then like Yennefer's just like, What is she talking about? He's like, Oh nothing, nothing <laughs> And then there's another one where I guess I kinda get why they cut it. It seems a little I guess you could say a little sexist, I guess, but there's a there's a moment when um the guy, the the like the Ravenger dudes or something, they capture they cap they end up capturing Geralt, Yennefer and Yaskier, and they like Yennefer kind of resists, and one of them breaks Yennefer's dress, and then like she's like exposes her boobs, and then like <laughs> uh, Yaskier is like like <laughs> talking about the entire time. He's like, I shall write a ballad about this. I will call it the Two Misty Mountains is about the dragon. And then she's like, shut the hell up. And then Geralt just knocks him out because he won't shut up. <laughs> Wait, how can you knock him out? Aren't they like tied up? He like kicks him in the face. <laughs> um, well, I mean, don't they show, don't they like show off Yennefer's enough in the show? I, I think they'll be okay with it. Like, I, don't, I don't know why they cut it. I just, like I said, like, I just. That is a pretty it, funny scene. It would have been a funny scene. Yeah. Because he just won't shut the hell up. The girl's just like, quiet! And he just boots him right in the head. And that's why he's out for the entire fight, because Geralt knocks him out in the books. That's the reason, but. Um, oh, that'd be so much funnier. <laughs> that dude is not. The dude that plays him is naturally funny. Just his presence is kind of funny. And. Like, and there's there's the, like a few other stories that they cut out from the books. Um, one is this like one of them makes absolute sense because it is just filler, but it's like a it's a twist on the tale of Beauty and the Beast in the books. Is it Geralt and Askew? <laughs> no, it's Geralt by himself, but he comes across like this one castle or like mansion place, and he thinks like the. He has a contract for it, and like he thinks the monster is the the like the the guy.
guy who's actually like transforming he's cursed and then yeah. like he has like a beautiful woman with him but then he comes to find out like why like the guy the guy that looks like a monster scares everybody away is because they think it's him but then it turns out the woman is actually like a vampire and then like that's the whole twist it's like she's the actual beast that does seem like filler but it does sound like a fun episode it, it was actually like a good i thought it was like a nice story that's and then there's um there's one that's cut out with a character that's in the games. His name's Doo-Doo. But um, no wonder why they cut him out. <laughs> but he's um he's a changeling that he's actually like an important character. He becomes like a whole. I hope they actually have like the whole party from the books because like there's a huge like it ends up like being like a big group of them, and they're not exactly like all fully de- developed because they eventually come to the games and everything and that's when their stories get developed but um it's there's this guy doo who he's a skin changer he's like that one dude from episode seven i think or six the guy that tries to take yennefer he's like one of them but he's um mm-hmm. he's actually friendly and he kind of he's t- like yeah he it's a it's a chapter with yaskir and Geralt. And he meets them, and he's like, oh, so-and-so, but it's really doo-doo, and he's, like, all shocked and everything, and he's like, oh, and they end up helping each other. And it's another funny moment, like, at the end of the chapter, uh, chapter, Yaskir's trying to hide his hide from one of his exes, and then they're in a crowd, like, because doo-doo is in debt, and he's, like, trying to hide from his debt collectors, and then Geralt's like, just changing the, just changing the dandelion. He's just like, Right, you think I'll be safe? You're like, yeah, you're totally safe. And like, he changes into him, and one of he asks one of Dandelion's exes comes. He's like, there you are, and he starts beating the crap <laughs> out of him. Like, uh, and then they all escape. That does sound like, like I want more stuff like that. That's like the kind of stuff I would enjoy. I uh, I, I can't one of like the second short story book is probably like the funniest thing I've ever read because like that's that's where all the funny bits happen. I think that's amazing. I think The Witcher could have benefited if it was more of an anthology type of thing where like it's not like leading up to a big story or maybe if they ever do like a spinoff in some ways. There is an animated show that they're doing. Maybe they'll try and be a little bit more funny in that one. Possibly. (laughs) Maybe that's supposed to be for the tales or something the short stories well that's season one like most of the short stories are in there they're just all like mix into each other to make a coherent story because episode five is episode five is pretty much the same like yeah they find the gin episode one's the same episode three is the same except it's not necessary Instead of Triss, I don't, I don't remember who it is. It's not Triss, I know that, but it's just like because after that, like in the books, like that's episode three is like the opening for the first book, and like it, it like wake like Geralt's in the hospital and he just wakes up to like having sex with a nurse. Not surprised. It's just like, oh, so this is how it starts because it's like talking about like uh, her breast or like something, something. I was like, oh, go ahead, girl. It's a very erotic. Yeah. Thinking about the gen, though, I still want to know what he, the technical wish she had for the third wish was. It's, I mean, I know 
that had to do be a surprise it's later discussed that he wished that their lives were tied together the saber kind of like that she didn't like it her life is connected to his so like their situation's all like so that their life force is connected so is that book wise Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and Yeah, I just kind of want them to say that in the show. I'm, I'm incredible. I mean, I'm sh- later on in the, in the season, like, if they do stick to it, I'm dreading what's going to happen to Gerald and Yennefer at the end of it. Wait, what? Sorry. If, no. they, if they stick to book-wise, I'm, like, if they finish, like, the whole series, like, Sticking to the books, I'm dreading what's going to happen to Gerald and Yennefer. That means nothing good's going to happen. Yeah. Well, now you have to fill me in because now I'm. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we have what? season two to look forward to. I don't want to be spoiled too much. I already know something important, so I'll be okay. What do you know? But, I mean, not right now, but like after this. Uh, now I need to know because it's going to bother me. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do it after the recording. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll spoil it for other people, but I'll, he can at least spoil it for me. Oh, I don't mind listening to it. I just don't want the audience to like, you know. Yeah. Too Hello, late. Guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> Geralt is actually trans queer lesbian. I knew it. Oh, great! I'm perfect for. <laughs> <laughs> this is just <laughs> this is just a way for Christian to get to. Yeah, it's a way to get Christian and Henry Cavill to date. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for my Florence Pugh time. <laughs> yeah, but I think more short stories for the animated series would probably work. But I'd rather see it with Henry Cavill and the guy that plays Zaskin, because that'd be actually really funny. Because like, I, like, I just you guys, cause like, just from you guys hearing it, it's actually like hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It would be and better for them. Maybe it, they'll voice the characters. I thought that too, but I think, that like the situations you're saying, I think, I think the Beauty and the Beast one could have could work as an animated one, but yeah. like that one with the situation where <laughs> the um, Dudu turns into um, Haskier and Haskier is um, one of her one of his exes is like you. I think that would be a lot more funnier in live action. Yeah, that that would definitely because I can imagine it like right right now in my head, and I and, and I think it works live action wise. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I regret not. I I kind of I kind of ashamed that it's not in the show, but I guess I understand why it doesn't really exactly fit for their narrative. Yeah, I'm still interested in the first Witcher show. That I think that could be interesting. Uh, I'd rather them focus on the show than if this one's actually great, then they can do that. Again, that everything's everything's everything will go into play just depending on how season two performs. If season two delivers on what we want and it's a really decent it's a good show, then you know, I would be very much into it. But if it doesn't work, then that's it's a bummer because, you know. I rarely get it. I rarely get into like shows, but I'm I'm really digging The Witcher. So, Witcher's actually 
I understand, like, I can understand from, like, a, a adaptation-wise, I can understand why people, like, book fans wouldn't exactly, like, don't like it. I understand that. But if you're just, like, a regular critic that described, like, the first two episodes, like, I just don't understand anything. Well, they're a bunch of old farts. That storyline was very hard to understand. Yeah, yeah and- that's why I'm not, like too upset but at the same time like they're supposed to be professionals they're supposed to watch it and pay attention to it that's your job if i had the job i would watch everything and anything you know yeah after watching a suburban film i wonder a what (laughs) never mind don't look that up i wonder if they plan on doing like going back in the past and doing different story, like focusing on Geralt younger before he met Renfrey at all. Like, I wonder if they plan on doing anything like that as a flashback thing. No, I think Renfrey will be a pretty big player in season two. The actress that played Renfrey should have been cast as Triss. I'm gonna look her up. But, I mean. She, she fits the profile of Triss way better than whoever they fucking hired for Triss in the show. Um, okay, this, all right, I'm gonna. This is my negatives. For, this is gonna be my negatives for the show, real quick. Hmm. Don't like the actress or Triss. Don't like her. Absolutely despise her, to be honest. Nothing, no, nothing, like, not the actress, I'm sorry, not the actress, just the character in the show. The character portrayed. Yeah, I don't like this character. Okay, this is one, okay? I can kind of see it. Don't, don't, don't want anybody to get upset about me, but don't understand why they made her black, okay? Okay, listen. Cancel this motherfucker. <laughs> no. I, we, okay. I, I understand. If people are going to go ape shit on this on this part then just just don't it's listen all on me oh no, yeah me. don't 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 hit on me i don't endorse this Devin, say whatever you want okay i understand i understand that some people are gonna be like oh, it's like if you want to watch a show that has your certain skin tone i understand but um if you if you're gonna take something from another person's piece of work then i suggest you kind of sort of respect that okay Unless you unless there's, unless there's a possible like a good explanation or reason that you have for changing the race, if you're gonna add another element to it, if you're gonna add an element to it, then I understand. Hey, okay. I'm gonna add it. I'm gonna bring this up. Um, Dark Tower. Don't know why they cast Idris Elba for the main character that Stephen King book. Because in that book, there is an actual reason why the character is white. Because in the book, he has a party member. Who has double personalities? Like they have multiple personalities. One of those personalities is racist towards white people, and that character ends up nearly killing that guy's. Ends up nearly killing that main character, and then there's a whole aspect to that that makes sense. It's like that. There's a reason why that character is white, so it doesn't exactly make sense why they changed the race to uh, black. Uh, Idris Elba, the black guy. I mean, Idris Elba is a good actor, but I still think that. If you're gonna take into a character's exploration and that, that if their skin color plays into it, then I guess you you should kind of stick to that. But Tris, it's like you're gonna change the character. Then if 
but they're not going to do anything with a race. What was the whole entire thing of changing their race? I don't understand. Okay, I, I understand sometimes for I understand some forced diversity works out sometimes. I know for in fact um um the Shawshank Redemption they change they Morgan Freeman's character in that thing. Morgan Freeman's character was white, but they changed it to Morgan yeah. Freeman. I completely agree because Morgan Freeman's an amazing actor, but he he actually added something to it. This actress, nothing. There's nothing to her to be honest. Um, no offense, she doesn't bring anything to the she doesn't bring anything to her performance. Nothing like nothing saying bad against her, but she's nothing special, and I don't see the reason why they had to do that. So, okay, just want to get that off my chest. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. racist. Uh, I'm not, I'm not racist. No, you're, you're, I'll, I'll be the one to def- I'll be the first one to defend you. You're not. Um, I guess as someone of person of color, um, I would say that um, uh, I don't see <laughs> when it comes to diversity. I mean, for one, I for one don't give a shit. That's just me. Like people made such a big deal with Coco coming out, and I didn't care. But like, um, when it comes to like representation of like um, different people in um, the industry, I think it is important. But um, when it comes to recasting um, people with with a different skin color, when it comes for like adaptations for like a well-known series, um, like the Dark Tower, um, I think I mean I, I would give the Dark Tower a pass because Idris Elba is fucking awesome. And I think the movie would have been, I would not be, I would not have seen the movie if it wasn't for him. But um, I, what you said about what you mean about, I kind, I know what you mean when it comes to like Tris, because funny enough, I watched um, Deadpool two yesterday, and I remember they try to make this, people try to make such a big deal with Domino, um, being black, and it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, watching it, watching it come into play, it's like, I'm okay with it. I like the actress she works i mean she i enjoyed i enjoyed watching her i didn't really her being her being black um playing a character who was originally white it's like i'm okay with that because they didn't one they didn't make a big deal about it and two the character itself is a lot is very enjoyable to watch and um i know what you mean with like i think because i kind of agree with you with like tris not the fact that she was casted differently i think they could have done something with it or even 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 if they don't like they didn't make a big deal about it which i'm always okay with um but i think the ultimate problem was that you know she was you you've claimed that she's an important character and i did not yeah and she just pretty much was just there for a second and just leaves and i think that's just the ultimate problem it's just writing yeah they could at least give her red hair to make it because isn't that like that's what i thought too I think it would have been okay. Okay. Another thing I was gonna bring up is um, it's the ghost thing. If it depends on the, it depends on like what you're telling, like what the story is about. Like with Coco, if the main character was white and you're supposed to be in a Mexican setting, I would have a problem with that. And be like, what is this about? Okay. Like, like, I like, I know it might sound messed up, but when I watch a Korean film, I'm not saying it's like. Where's where's where's, where's the, the diversity? Where's the diversity? <laughs> when I'm watching old, I'm like, where where's the black people? Where's my Mexicans? I'm, I'm watching this Asian movie based in Korea, and I'm wondering where all these other races are. 
like like one thing that I'll say is it makes sense that it makes sense that the the wizard council and everything that's very diverse because those people they go all around the world to collect magical people and that's what they do that makes sense mm-hmm. but Tristan's character like I guess you could be like oh she's part of the magical council that's why she's colored but like doesn't make sense why she's like doesn't make sense why you need to change her race they already have a specific thing they're doing for her. I can see that, and I I think at that point they're like I want to say like maybe they found the right person for the role, but again, she the character didn't do much. Better. Yeah, hopefully, she hopefully she'll um, make a good impression on the season too. But um, I'm doubting it. So, have you seen anything about them maybe changing the actor or actress? Because they... I doubt that's gonna ever happen. Because. The only, I mean, the only person I know who has a problem with it is Devin. <laughs> and I, I, I haven't seen any complaints. I just didn't know if a lot of there. people had a problem with it or not. And maybe it was enough I, to change it. I know I'm not the only one. Because Angry Joe and them, or they 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 complained about it too. But um, Oh, I, I don't watch them. I just watched the, I just watched the review for the show. But uh, I don't I don't watch them either. But um uh i know uh, i'm just thinking that the probably the creators of netflix are just gonna ryan johnson me they're just gonna be like oh if you don't like watching women it was like you don't like it then you just don't like watching women ryan johnson never said that he just ignores it <laughs> no no ryan johnson just uh, ryan johnson said that really yeah he said like oh you don't like the you don't like the films probably just because you hate women maybe you do <laughs> yeah, just, Ryan, just you Ryan, knowing you, you, you don't like <laughs> Ryan Johnson's right. I just hate women, just despise them. They break my heart, so I just hate them. Why are you hear that? Everyone, Devin's confessing his all his problems in this fucking episode. <laughs> I love, I, lo- like I, love, I, love <laughs> I hate women, but I love Sarah Connor. I hate women, but I love, I love, I love Ripley. I hate women, but I I love Triss from the games. I hate women, but I love Yennefer in the show. It's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> no, nope. I need I need the you love gotta, them all. You gotta find you, you gotta find some other people. Some other people. <laughs> you hear that, everyone? Devin hates women. <laughs> I hate women, but I love the second sister. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's from Star Wars. Oh the really? I, I did not know what that was. It's from the Fallen Order game. Very good oh, wow. character. Very good. I, I I don't know any no, about Christian, anything about no, that. No Christian, she's a Mary Sue. What? She's a Mary Sue. Second yes. sister. She's a Mary Sue. Everyone's a Mary Sue. No, she has way too many problems to be a Mary Sue. No, so she's Ray. No, she doesn't. What is <laughs> yes, her problem? Yes, she does. She's not a perfectionist. Oh, Shut the fuck up, Christian. Oh, no. <laughs> we're not talking about Star Wars here. I know. We're, we're oh. done with Star Wars, okay? We'll never speak of Star Wars again. If I ever hear the word Star Wars come out of anybody's mouth, I'll murder a child. Hear that, Christian? Let's not talk about S- SW. I'm tempted to see if they're doing <laughs> Star Wars. Toss the coin to your Witcher. Okay, oh, overall um. thoughts on what overall rating for the show. Overall rating for the show. Do do do. Who goes first? 
I will go first. I give The Witcher a 7 out of 10. It's a very, I think it's has, uh, honestly, I have a lot of personal, personal gripes with it. A lot of things have changed from the books, not just Triss, but on some character arcs that I think that aren't there, but I, and some storylines that I wish were still there, some moments that I wish were still there from the books, but I can still enjoy it on its own, to be honest. Um, and like part myself from the book side, like I can still part myself from the book side and still enjoy this. Like, there's a lot of good things in it. Geralt is, I mean, Henry Cavill is Geralt. The actress that plays Triss is amazing. Um, but um, I feel like the actress that plays feel, Triss is amazing. Yeah, the actress she play like how she plays Triss, she's amazing. But um, I feel like the show kind of. It it struggles a bit with series character and the villains in the show. I think it struggles on those parts because Nilfgaard feels a little underwhelming. It feels a little underwhelmed in the show. Like they're kind of like an afterthought, to be honest. Nice. So seven out of ten for The Witcher. I'll give this one. A ten out of ten. <laughs> I can't. Oh, know. Star Wars season, <laughs> episode three is a six out of ten or a seven out of ten. It's a six. Fuck you. And the you Witcher. <laughs> we have the nanny cam. We know where you live, Hector. Seven. It's a seven for me. Um, as someone who is very unknowledgeable, wow, I fucked that up. Someone who's not, who doesn't know The Witcher uh, very well, who's very, who has no previous knowledge to it. I think the show has a lot of pros, a lot of cons. Um, I enjoy the fantasy elements. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy fantasy a lot more, especially after watching Lord of the Rings. But, um... Uh, with The Witcher, I wished it. I wish it was more. Um, uh, it played more on like the the fantasy stuff, but um, you know, for what it is, I think it's fine. Uh, I like the. I like from from the action from what action we've seen. Um, it's it's very enjoyable, very Daredevil-ish. Which you know, if it's a dare, if it's gonna rip off Daredevil, then it's gonna be amazing. Um. I like I really like Henry Cavill. I like the other actors who I can't name right now, sadly. But um I I do like the production values and all that stuff. It's nice to have a big budget fantasy stuff that's not Game of Thrones. I feel like it actually tried. There's a there's quite a bit of special there's quite a bit practical effects in it. Yeah, very yeah. Uh it didn't you, wasn't the Striga like at 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 some points um practical? Uh, like the walking shots of it, yeah, it was practical. Yeah, when it was like it sprinting and everything, and it's like CGI, which is understandable because having a guy in a costume do that, I think the costume would break. Yeah, it's a, it, it reminded me of like um behind the scenes was like the xenomorph from Alien, where there's that video where like the guy who you know isn't the costume of the alien is just like casually walking. Uh, I'll send it to you guys, I guess, when I find it. 
but I don't know. It just remind the Striga reminds me of a Xenomorph, in some ways. But um, it's a, it's a really. I mean, I wish I I think the um the ultimate problem is that um the structure of the show um you know can be quite challenging to like non non fans, including me. Uh, thankfully, I stick around. I stick around, and I quite enjoy the show. Um, I think and another thing is that the whole show, um, despite having a lot of fun moments, is ultimately a setup for season two. So, you right now for me at least to say if it's a really good show or not, I'm gonna have to wait for um, I'm gonna have to wait for season two to come out, and I think that will determine the the whole series' quality. So, I, I mean, it's a solid show. I I think it's <laughs> there's a lot of fun things to enjoy. Haskir and Geralt forever. It's a seven. Christian? Oh, sorry. Um, it's either like a six and a half or a seven. I'm kind of with Hector on the season two then. I feel like they were kind of just trying to show you how the characters get to be intertwined. And it was interesting, but there's it wasn't over the top interesting, if that makes if that's making any sense. And yet you give um what was it called? Avengers of Sith, a thousand squared. Yes. Because that was the culmination of everything. This is the beginning. But it, this was a good beginning. It, it made me interested in characters. Maybe a six and a half is a little low. Maybe it's a seven. But it's somewhere in that not quite top tier but it's not average it's in the good range it's in the very good just missing a little something range so I think we all agree that the show is a decent show so um, I think we all gave it about like a 6 to a 7 ratio yeah just Needs a season two to yeah. figure out if it was worth it or not. Or to become something great. Yeah, hopefully season two delivers and we will get to season two if it come when it comes out next year, if we're still alive. Yeah, I just have a lot of questions about things, which is a good thing. Not not like bad questions, but there's just a lot of unknowns about the characters, which I like. Because me or Hector died from Don't worry, I'll make yet. sure to talk about season two for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll carry on the show to you. Christian I'll just be... takes our show. <laughs> He's just like, welcome Devin, to the Christian. Devin gets canceled. I die from coronavirus. Christian takes over. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> and Christian just, Christian just turns into the, like, why episode three is the best. <laughs> And that's Part like literally one. every fucking episode. <laughs> Part one hundred and seventy-two. It's like um, it's like Mahler's video with like um the the critique like a 
critique of the force awakens and it's like a six part three hour each series but it's christian like praising revenge of the sith yeah because it's a great movie because face windows lightsabers it's the first experience it's the first he's a great you're breaking up man there's a purple lightsaber it has to be the greatest movie <laughs> That's all the praise I'm hearing. I guess that wraps up uh, today's episode. Uh, I'm not going to plug myself in because um, I don't know if people have noticed. I changed my god, my Instagram got hacked, and so I had to make a new account and. I mean, everything's fine. I'm just going to mainly use my that my new account as just a little personal. Just, you know, just me doing my thing. So I'm not going to plug myself in. Oh, you're a robot. Dang it. <laughs> Beep, Thought oof, I no. had a friend. Now it's just automated to like me. Hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I took out my headphones. Okay. Was I like that for the entire episode? No, we could hear okay. you. Mm. Your audio is a lot more um louder now, but I can still, but you know, I can still edit everything. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. I mean, Christian loves episode three still for some reason. We don't understand. Devin, Star Wars, you I don't think we'll ever stop putting it off only on me. Star Wars is bad. What are you talking about? Star Wars has always been bad. It's toxic. It's literally killing me more than COVID. <laughs> I mean, yes, I know it's no Brad Pitt yelling Hector at the top of his lungs for 30 seconds. That's straight. cinema. But yeah. it's still good. It's old Hector's dying and Christian's just here. It's no Fast and Furious with Jason Statham or Statham or however you pronounce his name. I don't know. Statham. Yeah, that one. The one Are we're talking about Fast and Furious present Hobbs and yeah, Shaw. Fast and Furious is awesome. All of, every time he's in it, it's just good. Seven, eight, Hobbs and Shaw. It's no Power Ranger, but it'll have to do. <laughs> Christian, you're the greatest. That concludes episode nine of Hector and Devin's podcast, where we talk about stuff that you don't care about i guess for a quick update um i'm ch- we're gonna change the name to uh the pov podcast um and also i have a friend of mine who's creating currently creating um the art the channel art of our podcast which i'm very excited for what is, what is um, for by the way <laughs> point of view pov oh. is like an abbreviation i thought i thought it was going to be something de- deeper than pov the point of view podcast we were talking about our point of views i thought it was going to be like proper <laughs> opinions validations then <laughs> no one's going to click on it <laughs> <laughs> i'm the one who does the clickbait <laughs> christian does the talking christian doesn't i don't talk <laughs> i don't have a voice <laughs> <laughs> neither do the fans just listen to Hector and Devin your voice does not matter 
<laughs> <laughs> that's Christian's just here so we don't feel alone. <laughs>